0: All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the broadcast. Uh, huge news weekend here. A lot to get into. Uh, just as we're getting ready to go live uh, this evening, we have breaking news that regulators have closed a second bank. This bank is called Signature Bank, and it's in New York. And uh, they're citing systemic risk. And we're going get, to get into this all tonight, and we're going to break this down Ah, uh, this whole Silicon uh, Valley bank collapse. I'm going to give you an, an honest assessment. I've been in the financial industry since 1986, and uh, I've held just about every position you can have in the financial industry. Everything from being a real estate broker to a mortgage broker to an insurance agent to a money manager, a stockbroker, a certified financial planner. I mean, I, I've been I've been in all of it. I've owned businesses. And I've been around a while. It's it's funny for me to say that because, you know, I'm 58 years old now, so I've been through this before. And so this is where my experience is really going to uh, uh, be valuable tonight, breaking this all down and sharing with you, you know, if past this prologue, what are we likely to see here? And the one thing you're going to hear from financial insiders, you know, people that, want things to be great Uh, you know people that are in the financial industry you're gonna hear a lot of this this is isolated it's not going to affect anything outside of just this one bank it's this unusual isolated situation this is what they always tell us and the government will step in and say the same thing that there's nothing to see here everyone move along but here we go so we have silicon valley bank uh, collapses is taken over by regulators on friday and now on Sunday, we have a second bank close. This is New York's signature bank, uh, and the uh, the regulators are citing systemic risk. So I want to get into this tonight, but I want to start by saying that something very, very fishy is going on here. And I honestly wouldn't be surprised if people went to jail over this uh, situation with Silicon Valley Bank, and let me tell you why. Let's let's take a look at the backstory. Let's start with a couple of things. One is that Forbes just listed this as one of America's top banks, and on top of that, you have Jim Cramer of CNBC also recommending that people buy this stock. Now, let's let's obviously look at that within context. A lot of people are having fun with this saying, look, if you just do the opposite of what Jimmy Kramer says, you're going to make money. And they're using this as a opportunity to uh, take down Kramer. Um, but then there's Forbes. How do we explain this? How do we explain Kramer saying this stock is a buy? How do we explain Forbes saying this is one of America's best banks? Uh, how do we explain that just hours before this bank is taken over by regulators, that they paid out all of their annual bonuses? To me, there's only one logical explanation that a lot was hidden, and this can be done. Um, you you can have a company that is audited, and you can still hide things, and that's getting easier and easier within uh, the, the financial markets with derivatives and all these other uh, financial products and instruments to be able to, with smoke and mirrors, make your organization look like it's financially fiscally sound and it's not and I can tell you in my own case my companies were audited every year we had two audits we had one of our investment advisor and one of our registered broker dealer we were audited that means that we paid I believe uh, some years we paid $25,000 and I didn't have you know a huge company Um, you know maybe uh, twenty-five, thirty employees um, so it wasn't you know I wasn't a bank or anything like that but get this so uh, with all these audits that I had to have those were my private auditors that I paid but then on top of that regulators would come in every so often and audit my books as well so the different states would come in uh, the National Association of Securities Dealers which is now called FINRA they would come in and audit my books but all that being said uh, my brother still uh, took $2 million <laughs> over about a five-year period, and nobody saw it, including me, including all the auditors. Uh, so, you know, having uh, financial audits, I mean, look at Madoff. I mean, Madoff was involved with this Ponzi scheme. I, I think it went on for like over 20 years, and he was audited. Uh, you know, he had to have audits every year. He was audited by regulators as well as private audits. Something is not right here. Something is not right here. I mean, the people at Forbes are not stupid. Jim Cramer, yeah, he gets his stock picks wrong sometimes, but this bank looked solid on paper. And something happened. Something was being hidden. There is absolutely no doubt about that, that something was being hidden. And I'm going to go further tonight and say that, This is not just limited to this one bank. I think that uh, the banking system in general uh, has a lot of, you know, hidden, let's, you know, skeletons in the closet. Let's let's call it what it is. And I think there are a lot of banks that look good financially, but are not uh, in good shape financially. And when we just look at what's happening in the economy And we look at, you know, the first time since 2008, we have real estate year over year actually going down in value. We have car payments. People are now, you know, uh, record levels of late payments on cars. This is going on Uh, on top of credit card uh, debt is now at record levels. So we we don't have a solid economy. And I think in the financial sector. There is a lot of fraud and misrepresentation going on, and and just look at this one situation um, with this Silicon Valley Bank, and ask yourself: Was it just a coincidence that all of their bonuses were paid out hours before the bank was taken over? And how could this bank look so good on paper that Jim Cramer is is telling people to buy the stock, that that Forbes is putting this bank. Uh, in their list of top banks in America, not just this year, but Forbes had done this with Silicon Valley Bank multiple times, multiple years. Uh, I think they they were bragging um, it was the fifth straight year that they were listed among the top banks in America. Uh, something is going on here, and it's I, I wish I could tell you that it's just this one bank, but I don't believe it is. And, and that's why we see the second bank uh, being shut down uh, today. So um, what we're going to see is this. Uh, I think regulators are now going to have to start, uh, you know, digging up dead bodies. They're going to have to start looking at at financial uh, books and records and looking at banks and shutting down banks that are not financially solid, that are not fiscally solid. And and I don't think it's going to be limited to just these two banks. I, I, I'm sorry. Uh, I know there are some people that are going to be upset with me saying this. You know me if you've been uh, a listener to this show for many years. You know that I'm not uh, a gloom and doomer. I'm not somebody to jump on that bandwagon. But there is something going on here. And and just the one thing alone that you can't wrap your brain around is that they pay out all the bonuses uh, hours before the bank has taken over. Now, you tell me that that is right, that, that you're going to have depositors lose their money, but yet people get bonuses. You know, something's not right. Now, when you drill down and you say, well, what in the world is going on here? You know what, Jim, what could the consequences of this be? Uh, unfortunately, in today's financial marketplace, everything is connected. Uh, And I, and I wish it wasn't, but it is unfortunately a house of cards, a domino effect, whatever you want to, whatever term you want to use, everything is connected. And so you have this one bank that goes down and now what are, what are we hearing as far as, you know, peripheral things that are happening? So uh, we know now that this was the bank for the, the tech companies. We know that, for example, Roku, it's reported had 25% 25% of all of their financial reserves in this bank. And if you look at the FDIC rules, that means pretty much that money's gone. We also have uh, Circle, uh, the cryptocurrency company that has the so-called stablecoin that's pegged to the dollar. Uh, they're now saying they may have had $3 billion, $3 billion with a B, at risk here. We have Silicon Valley companies Uh, The the buzz is online that these companies can't make payroll this week, that this next week, there's going to be a problem with these big tech companies making their payrolls because their money is gone. And how this works is this bank will be purchased by someone. The FDIC will step in and will make good on the insured amounts And they will use every asset of the bank to do that. Then they will use insurance, uh, you know, for the difference. And then if there are any assets left over, they would get distributed on a pro rata basis, just like what would happen uh, in a bankruptcy. And so what you're talking about here is people getting pennies on the dollar that, you know, these corporations that have over the $250,000 insured amount, which, you know, some like circle had, had 3 billion, uh, reportedly it's gone. I I think it's pretty much gone. And so, uh, we're talking about hundreds of millions, almost really, I mean, probably billions and billions of dollars that are going to go up in smoke. And so, so how, how, what are the different effects? So you have, Silicon Valley, a lot of these companies are saying they can't make payroll this week. But let's even let's go broader than that and talk about, well, what does this mean for bank stocks just in general? So on Monday morning, um, who's going to be buying bank stocks? Nobody's going to be buying bank stocks they are going to be selling bank stocks. Banks are now going to be under scrutiny like they've never been uh, in probably you know, going back to 2008. So you're talking 15 years. Banks are going to be under a microscope now. So how many how many top executives and banks are going to throw in the towel this week and say, I'm not going to jail. Let's put everything on the table and let's be honest about where we stand and let's, you know, unwind this bank if we have to. I hope I'm not right, but I think we're looking at possibly the failure of several banks. We're probably looking at An incredibly bad week for the stock market. We already have Janet Yellen, who is the Treasury Treasury Secretary. Yellen is saying no bailout for this bank. Now, I think that's a little bit premature to say that. Um, Of course, we did have the bailouts in 2008, the so-called too-big-to-fail phenomenon. And I'm going to be honest with you, I think we're back in 2008 with regards to uh, the banking sector. I don't think this is 2008 all over again as far as the entire economy goes. Uh, I talked a little bit about this on a video I did yesterday. Uh, The mortgage industry, just as an example, is not what it was in 2008. We don't have these 228 arms. We don't have 100% loans for people. Um, right out of bankruptcy like we had in 2008. I don't see the real estate market collapsing. I don't see the mortgage markets collapsing. What I think we're going to see is the stock market go down. I think we're going to see a lot of banks in in trouble, especially the small to mid-sized banks. And yes, I think the government is going to step in and is going to do another bailout. I I believe it's going to happen, and I believe they'll have no choice but to do it because what you're going to see is is a domino effect that's going to start rippling into other banks. So I think Yellen is going to have to eat her words and come back, and there will be a bailout, maybe not of Silicon Valley Bank, but I think there's going to be an infusion of cash somehow into the banking system. And uh, the one thing that I find very interesting in all of this – is the Federal Reserve and their aggressive raising of interest rates. I don't think the Fed can continue to raise rates based on what's happening now with this uh, bank. This is the second largest bank collapse in U.S. history. I don't think the Fed can keep raising rates. So we have the Fed in a box. They can't raise rates now. because I don't think they can. Now, will they? I don't know. Because the Fed has ruined the economy uh, more than once, Uh, you know, in my lifetime. I've seen it happen multiple times where the Fed goes way too far, way too fast. Will they do it again? I don't know. But I think the most logical approach here is to put a stop to these interest rate increases. Unfortunately, we have a problem with inflation. But which is worse? I mean, which is going to be worse? Is inflation worse? than the economy collapsing. I think we've got to say we've got to protect the economy. That's the foundation. And we've got to just look the other way on inflation for right now. So I think this is probably good for interest rates. I think we might even, we're not going to see any more rate increases. I, I think this is going to put the Fed in a box, but I think we might actually see rates come back down again. Uh, some kind of a stimulus will have to take place here to get us out of this situation. And I believe that there is a lot of uh, hidden problems in our financial markets. And this is just one example of it being exposed, this Silicon Valley Bank. Uh, but it's very, very easy to hide uh, bad debts, um, you know, uh, contingent liabilities on your uh, balance sheet And I think uh, we're going to find out that that was the case here with Silicon Valley Bank. But I also, too, I wonder about the whole tech sector. You know, when you have companies uh, that that go public and then all of a sudden, you know, they're worth billions and billions and billions of dollars. I mean, what real how do you really justify that value? A lot of these like social media companies Just historically, they don't make enough money to really justify their values. There's a lot of small startups, venture capital type deals uh, in uh, Silicon Valley. How many of these companies survive this? Uh, I don't know. I think there is a lot of uh, value in these stocks that is probably what I would call phantom value. Uh, You know, how how low could they go? Uh, I'm not sure. But this is just going to be a very, very interesting story to watch this week, especially when we look at the question of, of payroll. I, I don't know. I, I guess I never really thought about this. I never really thought that a tech company would put, like in the case of Circle, three billion in one bank. Because you know if that bank, I mean. Banks failing, you know, that is something we don't really see here much in the United States. So I get it that there is this high level of confidence in our banks. I mean, in other countries, you have these kind of things happen all the time. And uh, we had what happened on Friday was what we're calling an old fashioned run on the bank. People were in line to get their money out. People were, um, you know, on their computers, on the Internet trying to transfer funds, wire money away to other accounts and other banks and they couldn't do it. they couldn't get their money out fast enough. I read an article uh, this morning about a tech guy that had gotten wind of all this early in the day on Friday and uh, r- news was traveling fast even before it hit uh, you know the national news that something was going on with this bank and uh, between him and his wife they tried desperately. Uh, to log into their accounts and move money out of the bank. And they could not do it. They could not do transfers or wires or anything to get their money out. Now I did a video uh, and some people are criticizing me and maybe uh, it's unnecessary um, what I'm suggesting, but you know what? Why not do it? I suggest in a video that I posted on Saturday, why not take $500 or a thousand dollars out of your bank in cash and just keep it on hand. What would your family do if all of your money in your bank was all of a sudden frozen? I know for myself, uh, I have one bank account. And I'm not going to mention what bank it's with. It's a really big bank. I have one bank account. And I don't really keep much cash on hand. I mean, uh, typically, maybe I've got 30 $40 in my wallet just because I like to keep a little bit of cash, but I don't keep a lot of cash on hand. So what would happen if on Monday, I get word that my bank is uh, closing down, that my bank is being shut down and I can't access any money. Maybe my debit card's not going to work if I try to buy gas or groceries. Um, What if I need to pay a bill? Um, Having a little bit of cash I don't see a downside to that, right? You could always put that money back. Uh, I'm not for storing thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars in your home, but why would a family not want to keep maybe 500 or a thousand? I used to do that. I used to keep 500 bucks just in cash in a drawer, just because it was something I wanted to do to know that I had cash, because anything can happen. You know, in Florida we have. Uh, tornadoes, we have hurricanes, power goes out, then you can't get, you can't use an ATM if the power's out and maybe you need cash to be able to buy some groceries, especially if you have a family. So I had suggested uh, people should go to their banks, take out $500, take out a thousand dollars in cash because who knows what could happen. I mean, we're living, honestly, if these aren't the end times, I don't know what the end times are going to look like. I mean, between uh, you know, the, the shutdown with COVID and all the stuff happening around the world right now. There's a news uh, tonight about North Korea uh, has fired two missiles uh, uh, from a submarine. Um, it looks like they're trying to start a war with South Korea. Um, we've got this so-called atmospheric river uh, weather situation, which is going to hit California again. And uh, they're saying that 15 million people are going to be facing flooding again in California after already having had historic flooding. Uh, everything that is going on in our culture, in our economy, it it seems to me like, man, if these aren't the end days, I don't know what the end days are going to look like. And uh, this idea of just whistling past the graveyard and people saying, oh, this just is one bank, nothing to see here, move along. There's no risk here. This is just one isolated situation. I do not believe for a second that this is just some innocent situation uh, where this bank collapsed. I don't believe it for a second. How could this happen? How could this bank be listed as a top bank in America? For years by Forbes, Uh, how could they not be under scrutiny? Why would all of these smart tech people have millions, even billions of dollars in this bank? Because they must have had the right window dressing, making this bank look a lot more financially healthy than it really was. And that is called fraud. And I think we're going to find out there's a lot more to this story. If it doesn't bother you, I don't know what would bother you. If if it doesn't bother you to know that all of the annual bonuses were paid out hours before the bank was taken over by regulators. And so the depositors could not get their money, but everybody got their annual bonuses. If that doesn't stink to high heaven, I don't know what does. A lot is going to be happening this week. I hope I'm wrong. I hope this is isolated to just, well, now two banks that have been shut down over the weekend between Silicon Valley Bank and now this New York Signature Bank. So maybe it's just isolated to two banks. I don't think so. I hope I'm wrong. I hope that this is nothing and that it is resolved. But what it looks like to me is another banking crisis. And it really comes as no surprise because people have been warning of this for a long time that there's just a lot of things happening, a lot of uh, uh, shaky investments uh, and accounting methods and a lot of things being hidden in the financial markets, in particular uh, in in the banking sector. And uh, I think uh, tomorrow's stock market on Monday is probably going to uh, be a really, really rocky ride. All right, that's all I've got for you tonight. Thanks so much for joining me. If you have a topic you'd like me to address on a future show, Jim at ChristianMoney.com. Be sure and follow me on social media. Tons of videos going up. I'll be posting more videos probably tomorrow morning about the latest news on the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank and now this New York Signature Bank. So, uh, get in touch over on Facebook. You can search my name, James L. Paris. You can also search me on Twitter, James L. Paris, and follow me there as well. I also do post a little bit on TikTok, not too much, but uh, the best place to follow me probably is over on my personal Facebook page, James L. Paris, or on the Christian Money Facebook page. Thanks so much for joining us. God bless. I'll talk to you next time. So long, everybody.